Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter, from verses 1 to 10, a message translation. Companions as we are in this work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. God reminds us, I heard your call in the nick of time. The day you needed me, I was there to help. Well, now is the right time to listen the day to be helped. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work by showing up late, throwing a question mark over everything we're doing. Our work as God's servants get validated or not in the details. People are watching us as we stay at our post, alertly, unswervingly, in hard times, tough times, bad times, when we're beating up, jailed and mobbed, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear head, steady hand, in gentleness, holiness, and honest love. When we're telling the truth and when God's showing his power, when we're doing our best setting things right, when we're praised, when we're blamed, slandered, and honored, true to our word, though distrusted, ignored by the world but recognized by God, terrifically alive though rumored to be dead, beaten within an inch of our lives but refusing to die, immersed in tears yet always filled with deep joy, living on handouts yet enriching many, having nothing, having it all. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters to me. The word of a master God. Bible before breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Congo here. Good morning. Second Corinthians 6 is literally God's word to us, the word of a master God. And I think it's such a relevant word. I woke up this morning just looking into the scripture and thinking to myself, how can something written so many thousands of years ago still be so relevant today? You can't tell me nothing. The word of God is real. The word of God is life. The word of God is light. 
the word of God is true. The word of God will always be effective, always be effectual, always, always, always be relevant for our everyday lives. So I don't think that we should ever get tired of reading the word of God. That's why I insist on you having Bible before breakfast. Before you have any breakfast, put in the word of God. See how something written so long ago is actually addressing where we are today. And I'm saying the same things that Apostle Paul said to the Corinthians to you this morning. I beg you, please, don't squander one bit of this marvelous life that God has given you. Listen, when you call for God, he will always be there to help you. But you must be doing something with your life. Don't put off God's work. Don't frustrate God's plan over your life. Don't throw a question mark on everything God is doing. Is it really true? Do they really mean it? Must we really read our Bible? Must we really go to church? Must we really? Must we really? Does God really? Does God really? You almost sound like Satan when he spoke to Eve the first time. And he said to her, did God really say? Only the, the devil and his agents question what God says. If God is going to be your master, your king, your lord, then everything he says has to be the final authority in your life. Be like Mary. Remember that you are the handmaid of the Lord. Your response to anything that God is doing in your life, it should be the same as hers. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Whatever it is you are saying over my life, that's what I want. Wherever you want me to be is where I want to be. God every single day wants to be involved in everything that you do with your life and so i'm begging you again please don't squander this marvelous life that god has given you don't throw it away by living frivolously don't throw it away by not doing anything important with your life don't get so self-absorbed don't get so entitled don't become so content with where you are that you forget where God is sending you to or what God is calling you to. One of the things I realized is that we must keep our eyes on Jesus. We must be alert. We must stay committed to whatever assignment God has given us. We must not allow ourselves to be tossed around by the things that are happening around us. They may be happening around us, but we must not let them get into us. Listen, whether you encounter hard times, whether you encounter bad times, whether you are going through really, really bad, difficult situations, I like that the word tells us that there's nothing you're going through that the apostles didn't go through themselves. Apostle Paul said, beating up, jailed, and mobbed. How many times have we experienced that? But he also admonishes us, whether you're working hard, whether you're working late, whether you're working without eating. <laughs> and that seems to be our reality these days. We seem to be working so hard. But he said we must not forget why we're doing what we're doing. The truth is that every time we choose to live our lives for God, there's so much more we can be and that we can do. Verse 11 to 13 says, Dear, dear Corinthians, and I say to you this morning, Dear, dear listener, 
I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. This life of being called to be a Christian is not a life that fences you in contrary to what people think that you will not enjoy your life. You will not do fun things. What exactly are these fun things? You drink, you smoke, you go to parties. How is that fun? Everything I've mentioned on this list somehow either distracts you or destroys you. But the life that God has given to you is a life that allows you to be all that you can be. So really, the smallness that you feel or the, the fact that you feel so fenced in is coming from within you. Your life is not small. The problem is that you are living it in a small way. Open up your life. Live openly and expansively. Dare to dream. Dare to believe. And God will be ready to help you. However, I must sound a note of warning. In trying to live your great big life, please do not become partners with those who reject God. How can you make partnership of what is right and what is wrong? There are so many people out there who have shortcuts for you. But listen, God knows the only way for you. He says, I will guide you with my eyes on the best pathway for your life. There is a pathway for your life. And people will show you different ways. People will try to encourage you. People trying try to intimidate you. People will even try to entice you to go the way they think is the best way. For God has a plan for your life. And the only way you can fulfill that plan is if he has you all to himself. God wants you to focus on him. One of the things I love about this scripture is the fact that it gives us a way to become all God wants us to be. In one simple line, he says, leave the corruption and the compromise. And he says, leave it for good. Don't try to work around God. Work for God. Don't try to come up with shortcuts around God that testing just how far you can go. Oh, they say we should not have premarital sex. But can I kiss? Oh, they say I should not spend the weekend. But can I spend the night? Oh, they say we should pray for one hour in tongues. Can I just pray 15? Oh, they say we should pay our tithe. Oh, can I give 5%? Don't try to create shortcuts. Don't try to. That's what's keeping you small. You're only small within you because you're using your mind to plan things the wrong way. Express yourself. Live in a way that you can enjoy your life. Open up your life. Live openly and expansively. Dare to dream. If God has given you a dream, Follow him through and through, no matter what hardships you encounter on the way. A lot of times, as Christians, we're too quick to turn back. I look at unbelievers and I am so in awe of how far they will go to do evil. And yet, we can't even stay around to do the right thing. Service is going on. And it's maybe an hour later than you thought it should be. And you can't wait to get home. Your mates are in nightclubs, grooving till 2 a.m. You are complaining about a service that should have ended at 8.30 that is ending at 9 p.m. And see, are you serious at all? The way we try to control everything and complain about everything 
that God wants us to do is what's keeping us small. It's what's not allowing us to achieve all that God has called us to be. And listen, unbelievers will do whatever it takes to move their agenda forward. Christians, we are so reactive. Right now, we're running pillar to post. Oh, they've banned Bibles in schools. Oh, they've banned prayers in schools. Oh, I will sit right there and allow demons get into government. And then we wonder why are these things happen. Demons are taking over the media, pushing their agenda, teaching children, putting things that we wouldn't want our children to see into the movies, putting them into the alphabet, putting them into school curriculum. And we're there running around and complaining. Anger is never the way to react. We need to create and push the agenda of the kingdom. And this is what I've seen with believers. And so once again, this morning, I've come to beg you, please don't waste your life. Don't squander one bit of this marvelous life that God has given you. Be ready to do what God has called you to do because God will answer you in the nick of time when you call. Once you call, the Bible tells us that it's an ever-present help in the time of need. And listen, what I've learned about God is if you take a stand for God, he will back you fully. Haven't you noticed that everyone who ever said in the Bible, if I perish, I perish, God never let them perish. So today, go out there and live your best life. This morning, make up your mind that you will not waste your life one more moment. You will not sit around doing the things that are unimportant, scrolling through social media for hours, wasting your time with frivolous gossip and gist, and not doing anything that intentionally moves you forward, and more importantly, moves the kingdom of God forward. Make some strong decisions this morning, and make sure you do it before you have any breakfast. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred King Sipongo.